guys, this is Rick coming at you with Weed to No Basis, the podcast for all things cannabis business related. Are you an entrepreneur? Have something you wanted to create, something you wanted to bring to life in the cannabis industry? Maybe you've always wanted to partake in one of the biggest industries in modern day history. This is the podcast to listen to that. Hey everybody, this is Rick and you're here at Hemp Q. We're here in downtown San Antonio, Texas and technically we're actually in our residence. So um, you see the beautiful background there, you're, you're in our home. And as a reminder, guys, as a recap, is that's part and parcel to what we're about here at We Do No Basis. It's creating bonds, creating connections. And as such, this is our studio. It's right here at home. As we move into this segment, I just want to remind you that if you're listening, if you're watching, it's because you're on a We Do No Basis. And what that means is simply this. You're curious, you're in the industry, you're about to get in, you're thinking about it, you're not quite sure, maybe you're in real estate, how do I jump into as a real estate person or whatever that is. What we do is we help make that jump easier, more successful. We give you the tools, the tactics, the strategies, the knowledge, the wisdom, the experience to do that here at We Do No Basis. So I'm gonna talk about an event we were just at recently. We're kind of on, um, we've been event hopping recently. One of the things we do, part of how we get our message out at We Do No Basis is obviously through the channel, through this right here. Whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening on your um, iPods or earpods, we're simply, if I just distill it down, we're a media channel. We cater, our audience is the cannabis and CBD startup entrepreneur or wantrepreneur. You see what I did there, guys? I'm talking about how we get our message out, the channels or lanes we use, and who we want to talk to. So part of that, part of our marketing push, if you will, is to get on stages, like to speak. And that may not be something you like to do, but for us, it's what we do. Like right here, talking to you, this is what we do. We have a crew. Chris is right behind the camera, our producer, call him Mega. Uh, so we have a crew that does this. This is our business, guys. And I want you to be thinking about what it is you want to do in the industry and think about what I'm sharing with you. Maybe you're not going to be in media, but think about the things, the strategies, the tactics, and how we get the message out. And then see how that can wrap around the business you're considering getting into. We speak, point blank. And today I want to give a recap of an event we were just at in Vegas. And there's a bunch of events in Nevada, a lot. Nevada, uh, whether it's Vegas or Reno or anywhere in between, guys, it's a hotbed of cannabis activity. And I mean that in a very legal sense. Um, Vegas, the city, well, Nevada went rec legal, recreational legal on July 17th of, of 2017. And I'm recalling that because I'm pretty sure I have a t-shirt when I, I was there when they went legal. And I got a t-shirt that says, um, I think it said 71717 and it had some, like a pot leaf or something, but it's the t-shirt that's emblazoned in my mind. So it was July 17th of 2017 when the state went rec legal. What that means guys is that on that day you could go gamble, you could go see a show, you could go see um, UNLV football game and you could buy a joint, period. That's, that's what it meant, guys. So add one more W to Sin City's um, list of <laughs> sinful uh, things that you can partake in. Take that how you want, guys. But seriously, what also happened beyond the recreational availability of marijuana in the state of Nevada and just this um, explosion in Las Vegas um, and other parts of the state was the events. 
So you all know that Vegas is probably the convention capital of the world, like legit. And so there are some really, really big events. And one of the ones we were just at is a newer one, but holy geez, guys, it was huge. It was CBD.io. So if you're at CBD.io, part of the crew, whether you're um, helping, like Maddie from Nevada Normal who helped with the speaker lineup, uh, maybe you're part of the marketing team, I just wanna give a quick shout out that CBD.io, that's their website, bang up show. So this show that we went to and spoke at was by far to this point, as of this recording, the biggest CBD event I've ever been to. Like seriously, I've been to some big ones, guys. I've been to some big ones and I'm gonna quantify big. The number of attendees I saw, the number of speakers on the lineup, the number of vendors on the website, there are some that are pretty close, like USA CBD Expo. Uh, there are some that are getting bigger, but to date, this was by far the biggest. There was probably 20,000 attendees, something like that, a lot. The expo hall was pretty close. It rivaled the size of MJ BizCon. It was big, guys. There were CBD companies from all over the country, small ones, massive ones, well-funded ones, ones that had obviously huge marketing budgets and some that looked like they were just there to get their foot in the door, guys. The point of me saying that is that the entire gamut of the industry was there from brand new mom and pop startups to companies like Ignite that are doing some huge things in the industry. Love them or hate them guys, everybody was there. The lineup, speaker lineup, because remember that's, that's what we do. There was probably 80, 80 speakers, eight zero. There was a several keynote and something to also note no, I'm overusing the word note. Something to also share is this was one of the first events in our history that we were listed as a keynote. And I simply put what that means, guys, is we get to say that we're a keynote, which is kind of a cool thing, but also because we got more stage time. So I've talked about in other episodes how if you have a message, stand on your soapbox. If you have a soapbox, sorry, if you have a soapbox, stand on it and get your message out. You are the best person to get your message out into the world, you. If you have a soapbox, stand on it, guys. Absolutely be a selfless, shameless promoter. Do it ethically and responsibly. So we were there, huge expo, guys. Highlights. First of all, the collaborative effort. And let me say what I mean by this. So CBD.io is the expo. The folks who handle the speaker lineup are some really good friends of mine. Uh, Madison from Nevada Normal, also from Reno Normal and Las Vegas Normal, they actually partnered. So the Normal organization of Nevada partnered with, your, with CBD.io and they handled the entire speaker lineup. Think about what that means. Think about what that might mean in your business. Are there people you can partner or joint venture with who can take massive pieces off your plate? I found it interesting that, and again, guys, I'm, I'm not part of their planning team. I just know enough to be a little dangerous. CBD.io partnered with Nevada Normal to arrange the entire speaker lineup. Interesting. We were listed as a keynote. We talked about um, the USA's most dangerous CBD startups. And stay tuned, because we're going to touch on that uh, as this industry grows again. Think about sushi and gas stations. Keep that in mind, because I have something to show you in a later episode. Our topic was the USA's most dangerous CBD startups and how not to be one. Um, we did a really good job. 
That's what we do. You see what I'm doing here, guys? Shameless self-promotion. That's what we do. That's what you should do. You know your product or service better than anybody else. Let me give you some key takeaways from this expo. It was a big one. There were hundreds of vendors. The booths I would have envisioned or imagined cost several thousand dollars. Think about this. Do the math in your head. Create a quick P&L in your head. One of these booths at one of these expos, let's just call it even, was $3,000, just for the sake of argument. Then you have to get your booth setup stuff shipped there. Let's call it another $1,000. That's four grand. Now let's say you want to fly just two of your team members there and get hotels for about three days. Let's just call it an even three days. And let's just say that's about another two to three grand in travel and hotel and food and all the things that go into getting a small team to an event. Suddenly we're at five to 6,000 and that can, there's a lot of variables there, obviously. So let's just say, let's just say for the sake of what I'm about to share, things that you should be doing and not be doing, you're a startup or a, an experienced company and you've spent, let's call it $7,000 for this event. $7,000 for a one shot, one kill event is nothing to sneeze at, right? You got to admit, I see you guys out there. You're nodding your head going, holy shit, 7,000. Guys, that's legitimate. That's part of a marketing budget, part of a marketing expense, part of creating awareness, part of all the things that go into creating a brand. If people don't know how cool or awesome your product or service is, then people don't know how cool or awesome your product or service is. A lot of people spent seven grand and up to get there. Here's something to think about because maybe you're about to drop some coin, stroke a check to get your company to one of these events. And maybe you're out there going seven grand. Actually, Rick, we spent 10. Here's what I saw. If you guys tuned into the prior, one of the prior episodes, the, the wrap up of the Newark, New Jersey episode, I talked about how we set metrics. We set three of them for the Jersey event. We set very similar metrics for this event. But because it was a much larger event, there was something else I wanted to take note of because our topic was different, speaking topic. Our speaking topic was how to, um, the USA's most dangerous CBD startups. So I spent a full day walking around the expo and not sneak, not as a sneaky guy, just with my badge on and my, my bag. And here's what I saw. I saw one booths that were set up with the table in front. In other words, it wasn't inviting. You know what I mean? There was a table in the front, the backdrop was here, and there were people on the other side of the table there to tell you about their thing. Can you picture that in your mind, guys? I'm not a fan of that. I would rather have the table to the side and people walk into your space. It's almost like, let's just say that um, let's reverse the door-to-door -door salesman. Like, you know, door-to-door -door salesman, they knock on your door, they're selling vacuum cleaners, and you either let them in or you don't. Let's reverse that. Let's pretend like that's reverse, and you're the salesman. Wouldn't you rather conduct the sale in the living room than at the front door? The answer should be yes. Your answer, if you're a product or service, if you're a business, you want to conduct a sale in your motherfucking living room. And yeah, I'm getting a little animated because 
the premise of having your table in front of your booth means you want to conduct business through a doorway. I'd rather see this. And I would say that the brands who have the biggest impact are the ones who have a couch there, who have maybe some brand ambassadors, uh, maybe a giveaway or a freebie. Think about what I'm saying, guys. This is not new. But more than that is there's no gateway. You can walk right into their proverbial living room. But that wasn't the end of it. You see, because here's what happens when you see some of the folks with the booths that have that front door table set up where you can't really get into the living room and talk. Here's what a lot of them were doing. I kid you not. You walk up to their booth and you see a couple of folks back there. Uh, maybe they have branded t-shirts on, maybe they don't. And here's what they're doing. They're on their freaking phones. Remember the number, the dollar figure I gave you as to what it costs to be there? If you were the business owner of that company and you knew that the people you sent there had set up that front door table, were back there in their chairs, sitting their asses down on their phones, not engaging the 20,000 people there, how would that make you feel? That wasn't all the booths though. That was a large segment of those booths. And I'm gonna share something with you guys. You won't see those companies at the next events. You won't. You know why? If they can't engage with, the, with their ideal client on the spot, how the hell are they gonna do it in IRL, in real life? Guys, that chapped me. It chapped me because this is an industry that we are all passionate about. Whether you're an advocate, a consumer, or an entrepreneur, whether you're, you're, you're just likely somebody who's curious and you likely care about it. And it chapped me because I'm like, how do they expect to conduct real business? One, when they have the table set up, blocking entrance into their living room, and two, they're freaking sitting back there on their iPhone sending texts or whatever. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Guys, and you don't need me to tell you this. You don't. But here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna be aware of it next time you go to those things. The beauty of, um, of editing. So you guys won't know this, but we actually paused to change out the chip in the camera. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. The beauty of editing. We can make, um, probably put some Hollywood background here with the editing, but um, let me go back to the event, guys. That was one of my big takeaways. And it, it segued into kind of the topic. CBDs are the USA's most dangerous CBD startups. And it's not, they're not dangerous because you know they're a bad company. They're not dangerous because uh, they have poor products or anything like that. And the goal of the topic um, in, at CBD.io at the Vegas, at this specific event, wasn't to point a finger at a company. It was really to point out that we can be better. We can do better. That it is up to us, again, as advocates, consumers, entrepreneurs, startup, whatever in the industry, it's up to us to really shape and mold this industry. And it, uh, to go back, it chaps me when I see um, booths. And I'm not telling you how to run your business, guys, at all. Unless you hire me, then I'll tell you what to do. But I would never have advised anybody to put up their front door table and to keep yourself on your iPhone while there's 20,000 motherfucking people walking around this expo, ever. Not if you are a true entrepreneur in business to make money, to create wealth, to impact the greater good, and to give back in some larger way. But let's move on to another key factor of this event. This was pretty cool. 
This is, this is pretty cool because they had a separate VIP area. Um, it was segregated, and let's be honest, guys, we all want VIP, everybody does. Some of you maybe have gone to concerts and you've upgraded to a VIP ticket and you get to go shake the hands or touch the hem of one of the singers or artists. We, we like that, we do, we're human. We like to upgrade to the VIP package. We want the front row seat. We want the exclusive dinner with the person. Uh, we're, we're human, we want that. And one of the interesting things about this event um, and it's not that it was unique to this event only, but it was unique because I partook in a very real way. They had a VIP area, point blank. It was set apart. They actually had a person at the door, so you had to prove you were VIP. A couple of things that were very cool, again, being very open with you guys, is the VIP area had a free and open bar to all VIPs. So if you're wondering if Ricky had some free drinks, don't wonder because I hung out at the free VIP bar <laughs> for quite a while. <laughs> but the cool thing about the VIP area, guys, is that there's exclusive access. Um, you know the folks that are in the VIP area are also looking for something similar to what you're looking for. Think about that. Like minds, right? The like-minded folks are gonna be in the same places. Consider that. I felt special. And I thought to myself, if I felt special, then the other people who are VIPs also likely feel special. Think about that, guys. It's about how you make your client feel. These are the intangible takeaways from those events. And so I'm not gonna talk about how I saw one booth that had cool colors or some brand new CBD product or how I got the latest magazine there. It's not about that. It's about the things you aren't seeing, maybe the things you're feeling. You see, they created this atmosphere for the VIPs of being really special, being unique, um, and they hit a home run. CBD.io, they hit a home run. It was a separate area, VIP, open bar, um, very, very cool. So guys, now I'm gonna give you my third takeaway from this event, and this is something you can use in your business, especially if you're a CBD brand. <clears throat> So I did walk around quite a bit and I did talk to um, intentionally certain booths, especially the ones that had that openness. And I also noticed a few things. Sometimes some of the booths, they were, let's just, I'm gonna use the word aggressive. They would actually come out and engage you as you walked by. Guys, that's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. But beyond that is this. I went to a lot of the booths and I took photos and the reason why I took photos is because if I, had, if, I had, if I was blind or if I was walking around with my eyes closed and all I had were the words on the photos without knowing that what kind of brand it was, here's what I would see and feel. Non-GMO, backed by Dr. Smorgasbord, we're the number one rated CBD company. We're all organic. My point is every freaking booth had that on their moniker, on their flyer, on their thing. None of, not all of them, the majority of them guys, they just, again, if you had your eyes closed, if you, if only, if you couldn't see the colors, the people, they were all the same. My point is this guys, we get it. It's organic hemp. Like put that, that's a bullet point, I get it. Non-GMO, uh, Oregon grown, uh, whatever. But if 1,700 of your competitors say the exact same thing and they have it prominently on their booth, don't do that.
find your unique advantage, find your unique value proposition, find and tap into your unfair advantage and make that pop. Make that pop. Because if you're saying things that everybody else can say, you're not unique. And that being said, there were some companies there, guys, who didn't lead with that. You knew they were organic. You knew they were non-GMO. You knew all those things. But man, when you walked up to their booth, one, they were wide open. Two, you knew what they were about. Three, they were colorful. Four, they were aggressive. Five, they had a cool product. And six, maybe then you said, oh, by the way, we're organic. We're this. They led with something powerful. They led with some unique advantage. They led with who they were as a company and who they were as people. And true to form, like we did in, in New Jersey, I'm gonna be bringing a few of those companies on the show. And you're gonna see, you're gonna feel the difference because they're not gonna come on and talk about how their CBD is better. Guys, CBD is CBD is CBD. The molecule is the molecule. Period. You can't change the atomic structure of CBD. You can't, unless you're the mad potanist. Go back to that episode with Charlie Rodkey, Charles Rodkey Jr. He may be changing the molecular structure of CBD. But seriously, guys, CBD is CBD is CBD. You cannot change the molecular makeup or whatever that is scientifically of CBD. Figure out what makes you stand out. Recap of CBD.io in Vegas. It was a big-ass event. 20,000 people, hundreds of vendors, 80 speakers. One of the first times we were listed as a keynote for the event, longer speaking time. Um, takeaways, guys, be open and inviting with your booth. And if you're a consumer, look for the ones that are open and inviting. They're the ones who want your business. They're the ones who want you to sit in their living room and talk about the stuff versus the ones who want you to stand at the front door and talk through the people. USA's most dangerous CBD startups, guys. These are components of the ones that are going to be there next year and the ones that will not be there next year. Find your unfair advantage, your unique value proposition. Hone in on that. Double down. Make the world aware of it. If you have a soapbox, stand on it. Those are the key takeaways of CBD.io. Coming up soon. We have a bunch more events on the horizon, guys. We're already listed as a keynote at USA CBD Expo back in, you guessed it, Las Vegas. Uh, we'll be at several other events coming up, guys, and we're going to be bringing unique perspectives from you. I'd love to see you at one of the events. Come out and hear us. Uh, uh, we have a bunch, of, a bunch of really cool, new, relevant topics coming up. Uh, one of them was, again, the USA's most dangerous CBD startups, guys. Don't be afraid if you see me walking around with this t-shirt on. I'm not there to judge you. I'm really not. I'm just there to be an observer. I'm really there to help you become a responsible, ethical brand, um, build something of substance, and bring that message back to you, to the public, because you guys are on a we-to-know basis. I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank the folks at CBD.io. Thank you to Nevada Normal for setting up the speaker lineup. Thank you to Madison um, of uh, Stone Pizza and Nevada Normal, Pizza Stoned. Thank you for all of you guys who made CBD.io just a knockout event, and I'm looking forward in a very big way to being a bigger part of next year's or the next event. And remember, guys, if you're listening, if you're tuning in, this is totally free. Everything we do, we share here. We share from our experience as entrepreneurs, as cannabis influencers, as a marketing firm, branding company, and a media outlet. We're here to help you grow and flourish and thrive in the cannabis industry. Totally free. Share this with friends. Comment. Leave us stuff here that's going to make us all rise at the top. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're watching or listening, it's because you too are on a we to no basis. Have an awesome one. Peace.